0: Hello, it's Sarah here. I'm so glad you are listening to the Heart to Heart Outreach podcast. One of my greatest passions is ministering to women, creating a space where they can learn from others and ultimately becoming the women God has made them to be. This message you are about to hear will surely do that for you. Why not share it with a friend as you grow together in Jesus? This program focuses on sensitive topics, including domestic abuse, suicidal thoughts and attempts, and eating disorders. We encourage you to seek medical and mental health services support and pastoral support if these topics resonate with you. Here is a short recap of the first part of my interview with Paulette. We are here today, Uh, we've got a guest speaker, we are going to be listening to um, her story and how she um, got out of uh, the situation that
1: she found herself in. Didn't really grow up with my parents. Mm -hmm. So I grew up in mostly um, in foster care at the age of um, nine I do Mm -hmm. mention being actually raped at the age of nine by a girl Mm -hmm. um, At the time so for me that triggered a lot of questions at Mm -hmm. at such a young age So in my teenage years then when boys started showing me attention Mm -hmm. I played on that. So for me it was affirming. I I wanted help but I didn't want to expose myself too much if yeah. that makes sense mm. uh, but in the end i think um the last time he put his hands on me i think i i, I just had enough a lot
0: of uh, the story i mean she just went very very brief uh, a lot is in the book but you know yeah uh, you you can heal you opened up about the most sensitive personal experiences what do you think is the reason most people tend to hide these kind of experiences
1: um I will talk about obviously my reasons, which I I do believe is everybody's Mm. reasons for hiding, um, you know, Mm. their experience. Mm. Uh, For me mainly, it was um, shame, Mm -hmm. uh, fear of, um, you know, the judgments of others. Mm -hmm. Um, You you said it as well. um, I also feared not being believed. So Mm -hmm. I didn't think anyone would believe what I've been Mm. through. Mm -hmm. Um, And then there's guilt, Mm -hmm. um, you know, bizarrely enough you, you know you do even the victim mm-hmm. still carries some sort of guilt yeah that they think uh it's their fault mm. so um and you don't want someone else to tell you that no mm. it's not true but there are people who still think mm. that it's your fault there mm-hmm. will still be someone who will say oh but why did you do that mm. Mm. why did you have to do that mm. why did you so the questions obviously and also the questions you don't want to be questioned mm. over certain things that have happened to you that are so painful mm. and then yet people still want to question yeah uh, why did you stay why did you do that mm. and and that's why people genuinely mm. hide because they don't want um mm. and you want to you know to to just make a whole lot yeah. a, a big not not a big deal but to make um you know to make them feel worse than they already yeah, feel yeah, about yeah, themselves yeah, and about yeah, the situation yeah, so then yeah. you hide and then again to be uh, exactly more more. yes so you you yeah. yes mm. and people have mm. a way of um you know even without saying you can share your story and and the way someone would look at you mm in sometimes in disgust somewhat sometimes in disbelief and mm. you don't want that you don't mm. want to have to go through it so, yeah so you mm. just hide the, yeah. the easiest way is just to hide yeah, yeah. Just to hide.
0: and and also i think the, the other thing that uh, could be the reason is um society at large mm. they they don't know about those people who have not experienced these things mm-hmm. they don't really know that these things do happen you know, some people grew up in a bubble and, you know, everything was okay for them. And then so they tend to, as you said, to question. And then, and also uh, they tend to, maybe their reaction to what you are saying, even mm. if they believe, but their reaction, sometimes they can shun you, sometimes mm. they can reject you, they don't want you near them. It's like you are now a second-class citizen. Mm-hmm. You know, I think a lot of people, sometimes society needs, unless you are exposed or you work in the environment where you, you, you get these people uh, mm. coming maybe for, for help, then you know that these things do really uh, uh, happen out there so sometimes it's uh, just a lack of knowledge on the mm-hmm. part of the society at large True. so education is really needed so people would know and also mm-hmm. people would know and then they would know uh, how to also take care of their own children so they can prevent protect them from you know being victimized mm-hmm. as well perpetrators have a way of they don't you know it starts with you Mm -hmm. and then it it extends to your children most of the time or people you live with and then it happened in your life uh, according to the book when i read it that the abuse was extended to your daughter first Mm -hmm. and then later on to your when it really got uh, worse Mm -hmm. uh, your son also experienced it it felt, on the book, it felt like your daughter was pushed into a mothering protective mm-hmm. because she felt for you mm-hmm. and then your son uh, developed uh, behavioral problems that were picked up at school you said were mm-hmm. called uh, to meetings yeah. and then when the, during that time when you, you split from him mm-hmm. I think he had visitation yes. uh, access to the yes. child where he would pick him up and then and then there was a time when uh, I think he he, he he became physical with the child mm. when he came home um, he didn't want to go the next mm. time and he did tell you uh so um you know what 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 can you what advice can you give to uh people maybe that are maybe in this kind of situation where they really want out but they have children with these mm. people how can they protect their children or they are still in living with the pe peop- with the person the perpetrator mm. but they are contemplating maybe you know leaving and and for those who are living and uh, with perpetrator they are not even thinking of leaving mm. the dangers that they could be um you know exposing their children to yeah you know and then they can be tolerant to what is happening but the children are being damaged Mm -hmm. and then for those who are maybe at the verge of you know contemplating leaving but then they are still there and then for those who are are gone but then the the perpetrator has visitation problems uh, visitation um uh, uh, allowances how can you advise Mm -hmm. people on you know those three types of people
1: I think with um you know with abusive partners um for m- for me it's a you have to save yourself mm-hmm. and you have to save your children mm-hmm. so if the person is contemplating leaving mm-hmm. uh I would say leave um again it's easier said than done I've, mm-hmm. I've myself mm-hmm. wanted to leave so many times yeah uh but then we always find excuses we've always find reasons to stay yeah but in the end you have to face Mm. the reality that this person is actually not right for you Mm. and they are Mm. not right for the children, whether they are their children or children you've had yourself from a previous relationship, it is just not right. Um, Mm. No matter the excuses, Mm. um, you know, if the person keeps doing it Mm. and doing it and doing it, obviously they're not taking Mm. the safety, your safety and the safety of your children into consideration. Mm. So Mm. therefore um, it's best to live Mm-hmm. um whether it is for a t- period of time uh, for the person to for the abusive partner to get themselves together mm-hmm. then you know it, it has happened that you mm-hmm. know abusive partners have got themselves together mm-hmm. and then they don't um, do it again mm-hmm. but then you have to kind of leave that person be uh and also see for themselves that they have actually damaged mm-hmm. that, that relationship that mm-hmm. you had mm-hmm. um that you had so mm. um for those who are still in the um for those who are still in those relationships i would say um get counseling mm. uh, because there is a deeper issue mm. as to why um a mm. person wants to stay in that relationship mm. Mm. um i think for those who are outside of the relationship it's always a case of oh you should leave or why do you but then the issue is deeper mm. than, than yeah. the person moving yeah. because you can leave that relationship mm-hmm but then because you haven't dealt with that deeper issue, you will yeah. either go back to that partner yeah, yeah. or you will find a different partner that just looks Th- like the, the, the partner you've mm. left because mm. the issue is deeper. Um, mm. And when I say deep, it, I, I'm talking spiritually. Yeah. Deep is mm-hmm. not, um, you know, it has to do with childhood. Yeah. It has to do with um, abuse that you've experienced yourself as well. Mm. Um, mm. So, it has, so it's best to seek mm. for counseling. Mm-hmm. And also find a trusted friend mm. uh, whom you can confide in, because mm-hmm. the more um, the more you keep to yourself, the more the the abuser is able to manipulate mm. you. Yeah. But once the the truth is out there, and you are able to um, to involve people into talking to him and talking to you, yeah. Then the person is also held accountable for what they are doing to you, mm. and you know why not change their behavior. Yeah. But once you get counselling, I think you are able to. Reflect on the reason why you are in that relationship, mm-hmm. the reason why you're staying, mm. uh, all the reasons that you give yourself. You're able to put them out there, mm-hmm. and then for someone to feed them back to you. And mm. and at times when you you you're able to talk and someone else reflects the, your thoughts back to yourself, and you're like, that sounds a bit silly. Yeah. Mm. Then you you mm. from there you are able to build um, your strength. You are yeah. able to build your understanding, mm. and then walk away mm. you know and yeah. and uh, yeah. and really realize that you are not lost anything mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know you have given your all to, to one person and the person mm. didn't appreciate mm. it mm. therefore you are now going to um yeah heal yourself mm. in a way that will enable someone else to love you mm. um, the right way and love your children the right way um i think at times we we're, we're too quick to to stay for the children, but staying, you're not, you're using your children as an excuse. Your children are actually, if we sit down with children and actually ask them, do you enjoy what you're seeing? Mm. Children will tell you no. Yeah, yeah. Mm. You know, my my daughter, I remember my daughter so many times telling me to, why, can I I have a different dad? Can you just go? You know, Mm. my daughter would question me Mm. and Mm. at the back of those questions is the fact that you're not being treated right, mom. Yeah, yeah. Mm. You know, so don't, use children as an excuse yeah and and i know abusive partner will use children as an excuse as in all but if you go how am i going to see them Mm. i want us to be together so Mm. this all plays a part but um children are better off seeing Mm. us Mm. as single parents happy single parents than being together and Mm. being miserable and Mm. and you know and and depressed yeah they can uh
0: because abuse abusers are very manipulative and uh, uh, they can use the children to manipulate you into staying Mm -hmm. and also they can use the children to control you as well and uh, you know uh, coming to to that there there was something that you mentioned in your book that gave me the impression that um, he was, con- uh, he was exercising uh, conquer and divide kind of, which is very narcissistic. Yes. Yeah, they conquer and divide. That's how they control you mm-hmm. because they want to corner you. And then once they corner you, there's nobody else for you. Mm-hmm. Then it's them that you will look for help from. Mm-hmm. And then that's when they really get you because mm-hmm. there's nobody else now. And, and it felt like he was trying to get your daughter to his side. Mm-hmm. But it didn't work because you know. Uh, I remember you said he t- he tested your daughter and said, uh, uh, "Who is the who is the boss? In the, <laughs> who's who's the king or boss? House, something yeah. like that of the house." And she said, "My mom is because she's doing everything." And that was really very honest. It's just the honesty of a child. But most of the time in this type of abusive relationship, they can manage to get the kids. Yeah. Uh, uh, on their side and then the kids hate the the person who's being victimized and then that now gives them a crowd because the outside already are agreeing with them because they don't know because um, these people outside they are very nice they are very um, uh, What they do, what they are in the house is not what they are out there. So out there they are charming, they are everything, everybody likes them. They are a people's person, you know, the the life and soul of the party. And then inside they are, you know, a raging wolf. Mm -hmm. And then people never see what you see inside. So with with the children, uh, they they can buy the children by giving them um, gifts you know, um, mm-hmm. buying them stuff and the things that you say no to the children because they are not good to them, they say yes. Mm-hmm. And then you find that uh, divide and conquer and, and then you end up really falling out with your children. And that's one reason why people should really get out if they can because, uh, you know, it, it, it goes deeper. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the, the children are... Getting, um, um, uh, you know, they are getting confused, mm-hmm. and then they think that uh, the perpetrator is, is the good person because he's been good to them mm-hmm. in a way, and then and then but he's still a perpetrator, and then is is doing the other stuff to their mom. So you know, so you know, yeah, it's, it's something that people need to think about um, that you don't stay because of the children. Mm-hmm you know, you, you, you have to move out for the sake of the children as well. All right, the next question. When you fell pregnant for the first time, you said um, you, you were in a church and then you were serving in the youth, I think.
1: Children. Yeah,
0: in the children as ministry. And then because the guy obviously wanted you to abort the, 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 the child, but then you didn't, which was good. <laughs> but you kept it and then so you knew that the tummy would be bulging Mm -hmm. very soon so you opened up to the pastor who was a lady you said and then uh, the reaction that you got was really not helpful Mm -hmm. so you know you ended up leaving the church as a result because you were stepped down from what you were doing and it was like how on earth can you do this and so you know just briefly because we do have these things in the church in christianity where Mm -hmm. you know it's like uh, you know it can even confuse a perception of how god is sometimes Mm -hmm. you know this loving forgiving wonderful god and then (laughs) (laughs) It <laughs> doesn't seem to be the same you mm-hmm. know in just just briefly how really did it affect your relationship with God at the time
1: so um it did really affect my relationship with God um at the time uh, because I couldn't uh, like you said I couldn't understand that um a pastor would talk to me mm-hmm. in such manner and with so much um I wouldn't go as far as saying hatred but it was very very harsh mm. um you know and there was no love in mm. in, in everything she had said um, mm. there was no love so I just you know and and being taken off me of the ministry mm. uh, for me that it was very crushing mm. um, I took it um, you know and then obviously when I turned my back on on, on church mm. uh, it was very it, it was hard because church had become a family yeah but um I just thought, you know what, if, if people are like that, God mm. must be like that. So mm. I, I don't want, I don't want anything to do with mm. it. Um, yeah, I'm just gonna do my own thing. Mm. And mm. yes, that's that's why. I...
0: Yeah, I think uh, you know, we are coming back to uh, that. There's lack of knowledge in in not only in the uh, wider secular um, uh, society, but also in the church. Uh, sometimes we can really be even more harsher than God is. And, you know, I mean, she could have aborted that child uh, to please maybe those who would have been disappointed uh, on her as a Christian, but then the, the child would be dead and that would have been seen, you know, before God. So, you know, that, that as, as Christians, we need to look at, you know, the love of God that is, uh, you know, so, so, so large and, you know, nothing, nothing surprises God and nothing makes him love us more and love us less. Nothing. The the sins that we commit to God is just like, just bring them to me and then you are mine again. That's all. And then, you know, so sometimes the way we try to represent God is, is really uh, uh, undoing the good that he is, uh, you know, in, in some life. So the church, I think as a church, we need also uh, some enlightenment as to how to deal with, you know, people, because we don't know. People come from different backgrounds. They come, they have experienced things that we have no clue what they are. So when they do things, it's because of those other things. So we need to bear in mind before we, you know, we, 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 we conclude or before we, we judge or, or act in a certain way. Okay, so uh, last but not least, what is your understanding of forgiveness, especially when it comes to abusive people? Should victim forgive and remain with them? What are the consequences of answering a hoover? A, a hoover is like when you you leave and then you come back because mm. you did that. Uh, you know what are the consequences of going and then leaving and then coming mm. back again, taking the person back after you okay. left them.
1: So for- forgiveness is is essential is essential to healing. Mm. For me, if I had, I don't think I would have healed completely if I hadn't forgiven. Mm-hmm. So um, for me, my understanding of forgiveness is really and truly you. Mm. Setting yourself free mm-hmm. from the offense that has happened is mm. you mm. understanding that no matter the offense, it mm. doesn't define you, and it doesn't, you, and you shouldn't allow it yeah. to affect mm-hmm. um, your life and to affect your future. Mm. Um, yes, victims should forgive their abusers. Mm. Just forgiveness doesn't mean you have to go back. Yeah. So understand that you can forgive mm. and not want to be back into that place which Mm. is toxic for you anyway. Mm. So you can forgive. um, But also, um, I would say for for me and for many, Mm. understand that you forgive the other person, but learn also to forgive yourself. Mm. And I think the journey that I had taken, uh, I had found it very hard to forgive myself. Mm. So you you have to let go. Mm. Let go Mm. and and Mm. give it to God. As a Mm. Christian, give it to God is, is, you know, it sounds very cliche, but it's very mm. true mm. Yeah. to take everything yeah. that is weighing your heart down and mm. giving it to God. To God, yeah. Um it's key. The the Hoover you said hoover yeah. taking, yes. Yeah. So I think uh, going back and forth um you know as a victim to going back to the abuser mm. it, it just gives the abuser more power. Yeah. Because then he, he knows that uh, no matter what he does, you will come back. Come you back. will come back. Yeah. And mm. and this is where for me, I said to you, I had to build my strength to know that mm. when I go, I'm not gonna come back because mm. when you come back, mm. uh, you know, you can find yourself in, even in a worse situation mm. because the person understands that you mm. you have no willpower, mm. you are not strong enough, mm. which mm. is not true, but yeah. that's the understanding of the abuser. Yeah. And therefore I will make sure that you are even more crippled Mm. by the fact that you decided to come back, because then it's you decided to come back, Mm. meaning you're enjoying this, meaning you you clearly deserve this. So they will abuse Mm. you even more and Mm. in in worse ways. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: You know, perpetrators, especially narcissistic uh, people, people with uh, narcissistic personality disorder, that is, they they have a tendency of um, being nice when someone has left, then they become this nice person that they were in the first place when they started the relationship, and then once the person comes back, they become the wolf again, and then and then it it always goes higher and higher. If it was fifty percent, then it becomes seventy. Then each time they come back, it's, it, it goes higher. Each time it goes. That means in their mind, which is a bit disordered, they your coming back is saying. I am here and giving you permission to abuse me. That's what they get when you come back. So they don't get it as you having forgiven them and maybe loving them. They 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 take it as you now giving them permission to abuse you even more and that that's why they even increase the 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 the, the, the ways that they're abusing you you with. So um and why people come back most of the time is uh, what they call um I think it's cognitive dissonance where people are, the, the, the victim is at, at, at having this confusion. So it's like, because they've been gaslit a, a, a lot by the, the perpetrator, the perpetrator was making them question themselves during the time that they were living together to a point where they were confused about their reality. So the, the perpetrator would abuse them. And then when they say, why are you doing this? Then they say, you are imagining it. You are high maintenance. You are um, um, what um, you know. You are complaining too much. Um, you know all all those things. You are you are too sensitive. You know things like that. And then making you question what you are concerned about. What it what what they are doing to you. And then that makes you. When you leave, that during that period when you you are gone, you 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 start those what they were saying to you that you are oversensitive, you are overreacting, da 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 da. They play in your mind to a point where you now see yourself as to blame. Because that person was just being himself, and that's how he is, and there wasn't that much on it, and you know, you blame yourself, and then you go back. So when you see people going back, it's because of the cognitive dissonance that, and and because of the the, the gaslighting that they received, that led to the cognitive dissonance. So they go back because they are not sure of where they are, and this is when you need help. Because when you have help, um, as someone who knows about uh, maybe abusive personalities then they can tell you what's going on with you and then they can tell you that no 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 you are not g- going crazy this is true you need you need to go out and then and then that's where we, we recommend that people need to get help and then uh, the last I think uh, question would you say that uh, people who uh, experience ch- trauma in childhood tend to pick um, marriage partners that are abusive?
1: I would say, I would say yes, Mm. because, um, like I said earlier, you make, um, you know, childhood trauma, um, obviously is, um, is real. Mm -hmm. And, um, out of that broken place, Mm. um, we do tend to make broken choices. Mm -hmm. So you are not clearly, um, you are, you know, I would say you're not, you're not whole enough to Mm. make a. Con- like right decisions for yourself yeah so you tend to gravitate towards what you have experienced towards what feels comfortable, comfortable. but in a, in a toxic way comfortable yeah uh, if you see what i mean mm-hmm. and this is where again um, you know as, as um children having children and being in, in so- those sort of relationship you have to be very aware that you are damaging your children mm-hmm. and it's Mm-hmm. It's easier to repair broken yeah. children than mm-hmm. to repairing adults who yeah. are obviously anchored in their brokenness. So yeah. um, you know, yes, there is a clear yeah. relation with yeah. uh, with um, relationship with with being um, you know a child. Child has yeah. been through trauma and then yeah, and those also choices.
0: because uh, as a child you were controlled, yeah, and then whatever environment you were with, it's not always through parents is where you grew up Mm. you know the caregivers are not always parents you know and then so they were controlling Mm -hmm. and then so you, 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 that control, that being controlled and mm-hmm. not being fully yourself and not being sure of yourself is part of you. Mm-hmm. So you want you are comfortable with the situation where somebody would be making decisions for mm-hmm. you because that's how you grew up. Somebody would be assuring you that you are, this is right. Mm-hmm. you wouldn't see something and just say it's right. Mm-hmm. you have to have somebody backing it mm-hmm. up and then you go to you know such a relationship so and that's the reason why. People have to have um, uh, help, professional help, with uh, th- their backgrounds. Mm-hmm, you yes. know, so that, that when they move into adulthood, uh, you know, I know that in Africa, you know, these things are not available. <laughs> you know. And, uh, and and we do see these things happening, mm. that people come from an abusive uh, father was abusing the mother, then they married an abusive husband, and then their children marry into abusive, mm. you know, we see it, but then we just don't know because, um, these things are not quite spoken about yeah. openly in our culture and stuff like mm-hmm. that. But you know, it does affect how you see life, yes. and then you you become comfortable with somebody mm-hmm. who's treating you bad, mm-hmm. and then and then somebody who's good to you, you think Something you you, you question <laughs> yourself because mm-hmm. you are a giver, and then especially with people with narcissistic personality disorder, they are takers, so they 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 push you to give everything, mm-hmm. all of of. The good things about you, yes. your virtues, your values and everything, and then so and then you are readily there because you come from that background where you were giving and yes. giving and giving. So you want somebody who you can give, continue mm-hmm. to give, and then so yeah, it, it does affect. And then that's where we need, um, you know, help. And, uh, and as as Paulette has said, that she she didn't find the counselling very helpful. And the reason why uh, she didn't find the counseling very helpful, as a mental health worker, I know the difference. Counseling is counseling, but there are different types and mm. styles of counseling. And then we have a normal counseling, we have CBT, we have all sorts of counseling. And then, and most uh, uh, people go to CBT when they, they have trauma and CBT won't address trauma at all. And that's why people clash with counsellors because the, the CBT counsellor d- d- will not even touch uh, mm-hmm. the, the, anything to do with trauma. Mm-hmm. They are not skilled. So you need a trauma, a specialized counsellor. So when you go for counselling, you ask the person, the counsellor, are you a trauma specialist mm-hmm. before you, you sign up for that? Because it's just going to be like, what am I doing here? So because the trauma specialist knows uh, how to address uh, th- those uh, hidden trauma, mm. bring it up, and then deal with it and, and, and take it away. They, they, they are specialized in that area. Even psychiatrists, is not all of them that can deal with trauma. Trauma is a specialty, so people have to be specialized in that. And when they come to us in mental health, uh, these people, they come in A&E, And then we uh, do a thorough assessment as mental health uh, professionals. And then we know that this is trauma. We know where to refer the person. Mm -hmm. We don't refer them to IAPT or uh, just CBT. We know they are not going to be helped. So we send them to uh, uh, specialist uh, trauma uh, people. So this is just so you know Mm -hmm. that, you know, it's not every uh, counselling that is going to help you. And sometimes even in church, you find that maybe it's just like um, Christian counseling mm. and the person doesn't have, a, 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 they, they don't have qualifications in trauma. Right. So, you know, it, 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 it may not help. You know, God is not limited. Some people can be helped, but um, you need a, a, a specialty in, in these things. Yeah, so um, that's all I think for us today. And then what are your aspirations? What are you aspiring to do?
1: So um I do believe that my I am called to work with um broken women. Yeah. Um and I, and I have started um yeah. you know I have started more or less to do that. Yeah. Focus on the youth mm-hmm. um yeah f- young focus people. on the youth yeah. yes mm. um so that's those are my aspirations to just see the next generation being free from mm. toxicity and making sure they are making yeah. the right choices for themselves mm. um i do i i would not say that I, will, I want to write another book that's not Uh, what I would like to do. Um, The book is, uh, I'm going to edit it professionally Mm. because Mm. this is just my work. Yeah. Um, You know, without, um, I I did get a bit of help, but I'm going to get a professional editor to work on it. Yeah. And also I am going to get it translated in French because I do speak French Mm -hmm. and then there's loads of um, French, um, you know, I've I've been part, I've taken part in different shows where people speak french and they have um, this desire to see the book in french yeah so i will do that Um, and really and truly i just want to see people being set free set
0: free and and
1: find strength in um you know in in their communities really rather than Mm. than trying to battle on their own which i've tried for so long Mm. uh out out of pride Mm. Um, Mm. but now that i've found my little tribe of strong women mm. i am I'm, I'm really uh, aspiring mm. to see mm. other women's being um delivered and set free in mm. in their lives as mm. well yes
0: yeah yeah that's very good thank you thank, <laughs> thank you. you for coming in. You i think we really gained a lot today uh, you know uh, from uh, mm. you know something that is very personal it's not something that you read in a book it's something that is really very very personal and uh, how can people get hold of your
1: book So the book is available on Amazon, wherever you live. Um, If you just go on Amazon, you will find uh, the book Behind the Smile by Paulette Montero. Um, And if you do need any help and want to get in touch with me, the best way to do that is on Instagram. Um, My Instagram is I am X Paulette. So I am, as in I am, and then X, and then my name Paulette. You can just contact me on instagram otherwise i've got a blog which is called best believe and you can also contact me on the inbox there and whatever help you need um i'm here if i can help and also pray with you thank you
0: yeah <laughs> thank you for listening and uh we are now at the end of uh, our interview uh, wow that was really good that was so so good you know it can be done and uh, you know um Uh, Paulette today is free we are all free we've all been uh, through uh, this and we won't be talking about our lives all of us today but you know it's Paulette's time but you know, it, it is doable and you can come out and you can really not just come out and come out to help others and help is there. If you are not sure you are in this kind of a situation as Paulette has given us her Instagram address, you can contact her and or you can contact myself as well. If you wanted to speak to her, I can pass you on to her. Um, you know, we are on Instagram as well as uh, Sarah Mulloy and also on Facebook and um, also website just Muloy, it will pop up and you can pop pop down your question there if it needs Paulette, then i can forward it to her as well thanks for listening and uh, i hope you really got a lot out of this and um you know you know now uh, how it looks like you know how abuse looks like we didn't talk much about you know how an abuser looks like uh, you know the red flags and all that but we will get at a time a time for that as uh, you know the next uh, interview maybe we will talk about that and concentrate on the you know how to identify a potential abuser because it's not every man so we don't want to come across as men haters we don't hate men we know that uh abusers are also abusing because they also had issues in their childhood nobody just wakes up and start to abuse people they abuse because something happened in their childhood and then so you know but how can you identify the potential abuser because the red flags will always be there and then we just kind of like forgive 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 until it's too late you are now even married you have children but you saw it from day one. So we will discuss this in our next uh, interview. So for now, bye-bye.